Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. Um, Maddeningly Straight was my nickname in high school. <laughs> That's your nickname now. <laughs> Shit. Um, hi, guys. Willows. Tyler. Alcohol Beyond This Point, episode 82. Um, I'd like to start up. I'd like to start off today by saying, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Aw. Didn't he die a while ago? Yeah, he died a while ago. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this, is the, <laughs> this is the podcast where uh, me and Tyler debate business topics, both sober and drunk, to see if we come to the same conclusions. Um, last week, we actually went the entire like hour just talking about business topics. So was, this week, we're not going to discuss anything to do so with business. So we're not even going to discuss politics, which is kind of business adjacent. We're just going to talk about um, the other thing, the third thing that we like, which is... Conspiracy theories? I'm really trying to find my thought here. <laughs> um, Internet conspiracies and the world burning down? So here's uh, here's something we can talk about. My uh, I was at a farmer's market, as I do, and um, I was talking to a friend of mine who's... She doesn't own the business, but it's her cousin's business. Okay. And they do like, I won't be too specific. I don't know if they want me to talk about <laughs> about them, but they do like, uh, uh, they have a farm and they make food and then they like do farm to table. Uh, they serve like hot food at the markets from okay. like farm to table and yeah. they make all the condiments and everything themselves from their own garden and shit. Like it's a Dope. whole farm to table kind of food operation. And she is a baker by trade. So that's her like day job. And then she like helps her cousin at night or whatever, or like in the evenings, in the yeah. afternoons. Because baking, evidently, you do it like two in the morning, because everyone needs bread at like five, right? Yeah, no, it's it. The bakery life sucks. So anyway, but she was talking to me today because she was basically like, um, I know it's like you guys, like you guys being my friends, always kind of belittle the accomplishments that I've been able to do. Of course, yeah. We always knock you down. But this woman was like, hey, you started a business at 18, and I am now 25, and I feel like my life is going nowhere, and I hate it, and I kind of want to start start a business. (laughs) How can I? Or she was like, I'm going to tell you my plan, and you have to not say it's stupid, but give me like constructive criticism. Yeah. And um, I, I just thought that was interesting. Like, Do you think it's a... I think... This and then this was my other thought was that earlier today, um, JL posted in the group chat that there was somebody from Manitoba that won a reality show where you had to like be in the woods. Yeah. And it was like last one standing got like 600 grand. Yeah. Um, and he won and they asked him what he was going to do with the money. And he's like, I'm just going to fucking make a cabin in the woods and like disconnect from society. Yeah. I'm going to homestead. Which, and this, is, which is funny because it's like he just won money to do what he loves doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is why he won, I guess, right? But but it was like two things back to back today that people were like, I am not happy the way my life is going in current society. Oh. And I bet those are the only two people. In the world? Yeah. At least maybe in the province. Maybe there's a few more out there, but I can't imagine there's that many. There's at least two. I mean, how could you be unhappy if there's $6 Crafty Rattlers well, and so, <laughs> $76 bottles of whiskey that are mediocre? Um, that was well, at least you can at least you can buy this uh, Wild and Wildberry Hard Iced Tea by Shrugging Doctor Beverage Company for only uh, $3.69 a can at Shrug.com. $3.69? Uh, we did that on purpose. Nice. <laughs> um, of course you did. 
It was either going to be 369 before tax or 420 after tax. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but the 420 was a little bit high mm. for the product category. But uh, anyway, that, those are available at uh, shark.com. That's S-H-R-U-G-D-O-C.com. Um, so do you think that starting a business is a good way to get like out of... Like, I feel like my business has done very, very bad things to my mental health. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not when it's winning. Sure. But okay. But like in this girl's situation. Right. Where she's like, I did my life sucks. I'm going to start a business. So my life doesn't suck anymore. Do you think that's a good, a smart? Well, I would, the, my follow up question would be why, do, why does your life suck? Yeah. Well, they don't like their job and right. they, and they, they were explaining to me, like, I feel like. I don't get any satisfaction in working for other people. And I feel like I've learned all I can from other people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I obviously can sympathize with that, but I, I think from my, from my personal point of view, it's like the answer is always yes, go try it because what's the worst that's going to happen is you're going to try it and fail. And then you know, for certain it's not for you. And then you no longer have this ambiguity and like wishing and wanting in the back of your mind anymore yeah because it's that wishing and wanting and um i should have or could have that's going to kill you it's not the failure doesn't kill you it's the shit that you never try that's one of the things i actually said i and i know we would have a similar answer to this question is um in my industry like there's a, a couple times i've gone to like um a birthday party or something and so i was like drinking with some people i wouldn't usually drink with because our for our group for the most part is pretty positively thinking and like oh, am, yeah. ambitious for we the most part. We don't sit around and complain. No, but there's been a couple times where I like go to a birthday party, so I'll be drinking with like an older person that I don't you wouldn't usually hang around that are like in their forties and they know I'm in the craft liquor industry. Mm-hmm. And I this has happened to me more than once where they've been like, I had an idea for a brewery in like 1995. Yeah, and it would have been impossible to execute because of the legislation in place. Sure, or like in 2010 or whatever, yeah. before all these new breweries opened up. It's like, oh, now it's too saturated. But like, I had all this, I had this idea. I could have done, I had this idea before these people had this idea. It's like, you probably didn't, but. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't alive in 1995. Yeah. Right? So it's like, the, yeah, the one guy I'm thinking of, he's like, well, I, I basically was trying to be like, I could have done what you did. I would just say like, you should do it now that you didn't <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. So that's like what actually one of the things I said to my friend today was like, you don't want to be that it's, you don't want to be like, Oh, I always wanted to start this bakery or whatever. And it's like, okay, grandma, let's get you back to the home. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Right. But I feel like, do you think it's, it's like, okay. do you think it's responsible advice to tell everyone just quit your fucking job and start a, and try to start a business? And if you fail, you fail. No, I wouldn't say it to everyone. Um, I, especially someone who's, uh, talks about business like that because that person's not interested in starting a business. That person is just might be happy if they just had a better boss. Well, no, that kind of person is just satisfied with, um, the, the complaint, you know, Okay. saying like, I wish I could have. And I, I know that I could like, I know this fucking type of person because it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to name names, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like I I feel like I I intimately know this type of person because they their their fulfillment of um 
of that desire comes from having an idea, discussing it, or claiming ownership after the fact. And it's like, and I get that, but because I mean, like, for example, the whole skip the dishes thing, how I was like in a ramp up or in like a startup incubator at the same time, skip the dishes was starting up, but I didn't follow through with it. And they did. And they did. And they sold the company for $200 million in six right. years. And, obvi- and you know, it's like, I can say, you know, I got, it didn't work for me because whatever my, my head uh, software engineer guy ended up being a total flake and couldn't fucking hang. Like he was, he was a brilliant engineer, but like couldn't hang in terms of starting a business. Could you imagine if you but, pulled it off and you were just like worth a hundred million dollars now? <laughs> I, I, I don't fucking know, man. I, I think about it sometimes, but we like, wouldn't know. We had never would have met. Probably not. No. Right. Cause that would have been before you were doing the other thing. Well, no, we probably would have met. I think just I, through other things. I feel like we would have. We would have been drinking at some other event and met. Yeah. We would have met regardless. I feel like we would have met. Fair. This fair. stuff was happening actually almost at the same time. Well, I remember you mentioning it. Yeah. But be- then it never really went anywhere, and then I never asked you about it. Yeah. And then you, I didn't hear the whole story until we became better friends. Afterwards. Yeah, it died out pretty much right around the time we met. So yeah. Yeah. We still definitely could have been good friends, but I mean, also there's the the whole thing of like if one of your friends is literally millions of times more successful than you are it's sometimes hard to maintain a friendship why hang out with all you guys true Uh, (laughs) got him it's just like it's sometimes really hard to see no i understand people succeed that far and it's just i don't know your your circles fucking change your whole universe changes when you become that wealthy even like i am obviously no like you guys make more money than me most of you we're mostly on um, an even keel. All of us, like, like in terms of li- in terms of lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I for now, the only time <laughs> I've ever felt it was that when like I tried to plan my February trip, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Well, no, I gotta work." Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, just fucking take a week off," and yeah. people and everyone's like, "I can't just take a week off." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, right," yeah, like I, you know, I yeah. do have. That's the only time I've ever felt it. Like it, it's never been like we're going to Milan. You don't want to chip in for the private jet like you know yeah. we're not there yet but that was the only time where it's like i i have a little bit more time flexibility maybe not time freedom but time flexibility than a lot of well you're in the, the average person you're in the phase of your life where you're still building up you're in your you're in the building like you're in your 20s phase i don't think the cracks start to show until you're in your 30s okay but if you become really wealthy young all those cracks that would show in mm. a decade are gonna all show immediately because yeah it's just ever, kind of elevated everyone everything. else is like oh, i'm trying to get approved for a house and you're like i just bought my fourth fucking cabin yeah right and right, it's right, like right the kind of the struggles that you know, your friends are going through you can't relate you can't relate yeah, yeah, and it just it's and then there might be it, some resentment there. Absolutely, because they are rich and you're not. They're like, oh, and then it comes down to like, why don't you, then you have to like, if you want to elevate your friends up to your level, you got to literally share your wealth around. Um, otherwise, you're not gonna. There's no hope in hell of maintaining the friendship. And if you do, you also endanger fucking up the friendship because now you're giving the money. Yeah. So that like it's yeah. it's treacherous. Money, yeah. money fucks everybody up unless you all come up on an even keel, which is just how it is. Which is hopefully what we're all trying. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, so, one of us is going to become a communist and live in a fucking bush and yeah. uh, the rest of us are going to get rich. <laughs> but we can relish in our common ground right now. Yeah. And enjoy it. But anyways, that long tangent to say, um, like I could, I could talk about how I got fucked over because whatever my head engineer was a flake and all this shit. But in reality, I probably wouldn't have been able to compete because 
um, at the same time that I was looking to start a, a new new business cold, um, the three brothers that started this actual business, their starting point at the same period in time was one of them was already a like 15-year experienced um, software engineer. He had just six figures just sitting around burning a hole in his bank account, which he threw in for the startup. Um, uh, two other brothers uh, who are both uh, like very well educated, both had... Um, I don't know if master's degrees, but at least at least definitely bachelor's degree. I think bachelor's it was master's in like communication. One of them, I think. Yeah, and the other one I think was like a, a master's in like he was a um, business marketing or something. No, no, he was a banking um, investment banker right. in in London, Th- which is why they're doing for like Deutsche Bank. Which is why they're doing that new project. Yeah, most of them were working on is because they all have experience in that. Yeah, Neo Financial is the yeah, new yeah. is the new venture. Okay, I wasn't gonna say it, but whatever. Well, they're public. They just yeah, they can pay for advertising if they wanted me to fucking well, mention their business. That's fair. <laughs> just kidding. We we we've met all these guys for the for like reference. Like we're not friends with them, but like we've been in the same circles. Not anymore because they're yeah, fucking obviously. <laughs> like. Yeah. But we were in the same. I remember being on. Um, were you there when we were hanging out on their balcony? No, they I, bought I, a, I think I missed that one. Yeah, they bought a condo across from the new skip offices, and, yeah. and they had a private balcony on top and everything, and we were just hanging out there drinking, and I, I forget why I was there, but... Um, yeah, yeah. It, superstars, but like... But yeah, these guys were superstars to begin with, and if we would have been starting... Oh, and also their dad owns a really... is like really wealthy and has a successful <laughs> law firm, and they're all well-connected. So and these guys and these guys are like in their late twenties um, to mid thirties. Wait, the key to success is just have money and be well connected and have rich parents. Why doesn't anyone? Why doesn't everyone think of that? Exactly. Well, so I it's am. like there there was no even keel there. Yeah. Um. I mean, I could have maybe maybe made a run at it and been like a threat to them, but it you know for their two hundred million, I probably would have made twenty. But they could have bought you out for twenty. Potentially, million, right? exactly. Yeah. So there to is, get you the fuck out of my out of their yeah. way. Yeah. But I. Like I could just as easily say, you know what? I could have been that two hundred million because I had that idea. Yeah. It's like I even got into the execution phase. Oh yeah, you. Like yeah, I was yeah. starting fundraising, and it was like that. I got that far, and it fell apart. And it's like I now still I can I have no fucking claim to that idea because you know what? So do many 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 other people, and there's a bunch of other companies that are doing the same shit. And you know what? Who made it big? This one particular group of guys because they had a formula that was correct at the correct time and then also they rode the pandemic like i guess that was kind of after the sale but still that was like, after there's yeah. a there's a lot of ideal conditions and like uber getting rejected out of the city like a lot of shit had to happen for that story to end the way that it ended and yeah i don't know you you definitely can't play that card but man for a lot of people it's all they need well, it's the same people that are like reminiscing about their high school football team. Exactly. Right. It's the same idea where you're like, this is the, I had this one great idea, but like and ideas are cheap, right? Like fucking everyone has a great idea. And it's totally fine to talk about ideas and things that you have. That's how everything begins. Of course. But if you're not putting yourself in situations where you're going to actually fucking capitalize on it or Why just, my favorite way is you just fake it in promise until you're like oh shit i actually got to execute on this because i promised all these people Me. that i'm gonna do something <laughs> yeah and then you're like ah and you like almost guilt slash trick yourself into starting a business which also works but it's that part two 
that uh, instead of being like, oh, I had this idea, you turn it into, it's like, oh, shit, now I got to own up to it. Yeah. Two very different people. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I just, like, I even have acquaintances, people that I would consider, like, friends. Friends is a weird word because, like, literally we have a group of five people mm. and our significant others. Yeah. And well, that's the friend group. Yeah. We don't hang out with basically anyone else. There's a couple, like, yeah. C-tier friends that'll come around when we, we have big get togethers, but basically it's like that core group, right? Which is pretty big for people our age. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, total of like 11, pe- 11, 12 people. Yeah. So when I use the word friend, I use it pretty liberally. Like yeah. a lot of these friends that I see. And the reason why I see these people so often, like they're almost like coworkers mm-hmm. because I do farmers markets and stuff with them. Some of them I see six days a week. Yeah. And there's people that I've known for three years that I see six days a week that I like don't know their last name. And some of them, I don't even know their name. I just know what their business name is. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Same. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's contractors that I'm like, I know what like their kids are in soccer, but I don't remember the fucking dude's name. Yeah. So I have friends that, that like have big ideas for their businesses and stuff. And it's like, okay, well it's been four years and I see what markets you're still telling me, but I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And I'm like, you're still telling me the same story. And it's like, it takes a lot of energy. Like if I'm not super close with them, I can't just be like, yeah, fucking do it, buddy. Like, cause I tell you to do it. Yeah. But like, you know, if I'm not super close with them, I can't be like, you're being just fucking do it then. Stop telling well, me about here's it. Here's something I actually just thought of uh, a way. If you want to be, like good and helpful to people in this situation be like i don't want to be the asshole that shuts them down um so but also i want to not just validate their lack of action yeah something you can do is just like take genuine interest in the idea like you know ask some probing questions and um one of my favorite uh lines lines of questioning is like it's like, well, do you have any of this like written down? Like, have you started making a uh, a more concise business plan? Like, have you started to actually like map this out? And that's obviously a big threshold for people if they've ever written something down. If you take an idea, even just a pen, even if it's like scratch notes on a paper, it's like, okay, great. Well, have you tried presenting that in the form of a business plan or try to get, you know, get involved in some programs to be like, well, what kind of programs? Like, well, you know, it's like, you could explain like the futurepreneur program, the B- the BDC programming, the name of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, the startup incubators that exist. Or if, you know, Women's Entrepreneurship Center, name a thing. And if they're yeah, interested friend. at that point, they'd be like, oh, well, look, you t- tell me more about that. <clears throat> so if you go in that direction, great and be helpful. And then you can be like, you know what? I'll even, I'll leave, I've done a bunch of business plans. I could probably review stuff that you write and kind of help you along the way. Like, you know what, like if you want my email, I can send it to you. And over the next couple of weeks, you could like send me stuff, bounce ideas off. And now you've, now you've created like this role, this relationship where they're like, Oh shit, I got to send this guy something. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise I like an idiot and they'll never bring it up again. <clears> hmm. <throat> Uh, yeah. Sec- second one is this. This one's an easier, just conversation <laughs> ender. This yeah. can be a little bit more um, assertive. Yeah. Is I I had someone ask me this in like a really innocent way. It was like someone's dad, whatever, just kind of said it in passing. Um, he's like, "Oh, do you have a timeline for that?" I was like, 
Uh, <laughs> and it's like it's it's such a simple, genuine question. That's follow up question. Obviously, to a statement. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because you're not trying to be a dick. Obviously, it's just I'm genuinely curious. Do you have a timeline? Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. All of a sudden, it's like, well, uh, you know, it's just something I've been thinking about. It's yeah. like, and then you can really, really kind of test the waters on that. Like, there's a lot of things you can kind of do that, you know, act interested, be helpful, because everybody should be fucking helpful, and maybe help that person a little along the way. If not help them, maybe at least kind of stop, don't validate their shit. Because I think validating people's bullshit is just, is as unhelpful as you can be. I, um... Contrary to... I'd, I'd say it's a negative, not a neutral. Contrary to what it looks like, I don't like to give unsolicited business advice. True. <laughs> Out of the two of us, I'm the one that does that. This is solicited. If you're listening to this podcast, you, you're consenting. You want to hear my thoughts, right? But I, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of young entrepreneurs, and a lot of very small entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um, in stature, not in business size. I only talk to people with billion-dollar companies, but they're all short. Um, and just because of my, my, the way I run my business with farmers markets and stuff, I meet a lot of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and I very often when they're telling a story, it's like, uh, like I want to pick apart their fucking idea. That's why my friend today was like, okay, I'm going to tell you a life plan, but you can't be a dick about it Yeah, because often I'm like, uh, I want to, you know, whatever. But I don't like to give advice unless I'm asked about it. Yeah. And sometimes I'll even, I'll, if I'm going to say something, I'll be like, do you want to hear my opinion? And then if I say yes, then I'll give it, right? Like, But I'm not like waiting for them to ask me about it. Yeah. But like, I, I want to make sure like they actually want to hear it because some people have their plan that they want to roll with and they just, they want to roll with it, right? And And like, there was a friend, someone I would consider close, like a friend, that why I was friendly with at least that had a business and they were just like, they just couldn't catch a break. They just closed the business recently. But I, I, and I feel bad when entrepreneurs fail, but like at the same time, it's like, you didn't think this was going to be easy. Right. Like, you know, it's supposed to be hard. Right. Mm-hmm. But there were, there were many times where I'm like, I had ideas that I think really could have helped that they were just not interested in hearing. Yeah. Which is fine. Great. Now you're out of business and I'm not. So whatever. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It, it's uh, it's a weird kind of situation where, like, I feel like a lot of people in our community don't like it when people like I don't fucking like it when people tell me what to do yeah. or give me advice. Right, ninety percent of the time that somebody was like, "Why don't you do this?" I have already worked out extensively at four in the morning, why, and come to the conclusion that that wouldn't work. Yeah after like putting in 80 hours of research and then they're like, well, why don't you just do this? It seems so obvious. Like that happens a lot. Yeah. And why don't you just make wine out of this? Why don't you just sell it here? Why don't you just do this? And it's like, believe me, (laughs) I have thought about it, but like usually that comes from customers. Right. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Like, you know, and it's like, you can't tell them to fuck off obviously. And not that they're trying to be, they're just trying to be helpful or yeah. But they're interesting conversation. Yeah. But usually it's like, no, I wouldn't do that because of this and this and this and this and this would happen and this would happen. It's like, I already have this worked out. Yeah. I find like often a good way to handle it is just giving a concise answer as to why it's, why you shot that idea down. Sometimes it's hard because it like, there's so much nuance. Yeah. 
with like how the liquor laws work in this province. And it's like, it's going to take me 15 minutes to, it's like, okay, well, do you know about markup structures? <laughs> like, cause, yeah. cause the, the taxation of liquor in this province is really, really, uh, you know, indicative of why I came to this conclusion. And it's like, yeah, it's not worth it. It's like, yep, yeah, good idea. Thanks. Bye. Um, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs start into entrepreneurship because they don't want to be told what to do. You should be like, that's a cool idea. You should call your MLA and tell them. It's I, not I say that possible. all the time. <laughs> yeah. If they're like, well, it's stupid. I'm like, yeah, talk to your MLA, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, 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 I genuinely care about people that try to run small businesses. Yeah. Like, I think it's because... I've gone through it, but like it takes a lot of um, gusto. Well, people, I I think it's a lot easier to be empathetic to people that are in that a are, similar situation. That are, they're also trying stuff, right? Yeah. And it all depends on the context context of the conversation. If you're in a you know in a place, um, you know where business people are, you're at some networking event, or you're at some training seminar, or that's some, why they're there like for, that. Them for a lot of the time. Exactly, so it's like it elevates the conversation immediately. But also, there's the seminar junkies and tire kickers and shit. But yeah, I don't know. You don't have to be nice to people. No, but it does make your life better if you are really nice to people. I uh, <laughs> on that note, before we move into the segment here, I uh, fucked up today and I um, made a joke that didn't land. Oh no! And so I made a joke to the organize the organizer of one of the farmers markets I was at, because um, they do two markets a week, a Saturday one and a Wednesday one, and the Wednesday one's like really slow. And I've been more than vocal about my displeasure on how this was slow and how they're not doing a great job on on the Wednesdays. And I try to be constructive criticism. Yeah. And I'm I'm relatively close with the. Uh, with the org- the coordinator. So she's just an employee. Like it's not her board, right? Yeah. Like it's not she doesn't make the decisions. So that's why I thought the joke would land because it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. But I said something along the lines of like, "Oh, I'm going to get elected to the board and fucking fire all of you." And uh, she came back afterwards and was like, "That was actually crossing a line." And oh, she was no. serious. She like thought I guess like thought about it yeah. and came back and was like, "Hey, I know like we joke, but like that was like too far." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." I'm, I I like yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I, I know this isn't your fault. I'm just frustrated, and I know, like, yeah. It's like, number one, obviously I'm not going to get elected to the board. Because I say shit like that, no yeah. one's ever going to fucking elect me. Yeah. Number two, certainly. I know it's not your fault. And, like, I, and it was fine afterwards. I apologize. I just, I just hope she doesn't, like, think about it when she's lying in bed tonight. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I did. Cause I kind of, like, she's nice. Like, she's nice enough. So I'm like, I don't yeah. want to. I mean, maybe there's a, maybe there's a kernel of truth. Maybe she is responsible in part. Well, you never know. You know, the like, pe- people can always be doing more. Like, here's another. Oh, let's do this first and I'll tell the story about. I, t- I don't even know if I told you this story where I sent out, like, a nine-page fucking email to the organizer of a market. No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a good story. Hold on. Uh, we're going to transfer here to the part of the show that we call Shot Caller. The part of the show said that twice, that uh, the you, the audience, can pick the shot that we take. Um, this shot is uh, p- chosen by uh, Mr. Jack Daniel from Lynchburg, Tennessee, um, and... Coincidentally enough, it's a shot of Jack Daniels. So thanks, Jack, for sponsoring this episode. And Lynchburg is not known for anything specific. Wait a second. 
I just hope old Uncle Jack wasn't involved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now it got me. Jack is not a nice man. God damn it. I can't drink fucking cheap whiskey anymore. He needs to spend more time in the barrel. Christ, dude. I'm like... We used to chug this, this kind of shit. I think he used to chug worse than that. Canadian 83. Which is worse. If I smell Canadian 83 now, I puke. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And I like whiskey. Yeah. Like, I really like whiskey. <laughs> and I, I literally can't get a fucking sniff of that without literally gagging. I mean, uh, and I'm giving <clears throat> Swear Jar here some shit, which is a, you know, a six-year Canadian smooth, whiskey. That's smooth, at least. This I, is pretty smooth. I yeah. just teared up taking a shot of Jack Daniels. <laughs> like, am I getting uh, old? Yeah. Or because I used to be able to fucking just take shots. I don't know what it is, man. It's I, but I think you know what I think it is. It's just like I get spoiled. You start drinking exp- the, the day you have a shot of like a hundred dollar liquor. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's how it's supposed to taste. That's what it's supposed to taste. That's why you see like fucking rich people on TV sipping warm whiskey. You're like, ew, that's disgusting. It's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> well, warm, <laughs> ja- warm Jack is. Oh my. God. Well, exactly right. So I just I I can't. Uh. Oh, it's so bad. Ugh, now I'm thinking about sipping warm Jack and it just, <laughs> it's making my spine crawl. Oh man, I was literally crying. Okay, anyway, so this, um, this farmer's market, so we do 15 farmer's markets a week in the summer right now. Yeah. In, two, in the summer of 2022. And, uh, one of them sent out an email, my, and this is my lowest sales out of the 15. Yeah. It's about 20% lower than the next lowest. Oh, wow. And probably about my percentage match. So, like, if we'll do 300 bucks in four hours at this market, or, okay, if I do, like, $2,000 in four hours at my top market, yeah, I'll do, like, 150 there in the same time. Okay. At the lowest one. So, that's, like... So, that's for reference. That's, like, 15% of... Yeah, so for reference, that's how shitty it is. Yeah. And like I think the the week that they sent this email, I think we I lost money. Like we made maybe $80 in sales. And then I pay Ellie 15 bucks an hour to be there plus the $35 fee or whatever. So I was like negative probably 70 bucks. Plus Ellie's not making commission. Yeah, because I have a bonus structure that's based on selling bottles and she sold like five bottles. Yeah. So she wasn't making a bonus either, but so they, uh, but the reason why it was so slow is because there was just no one there, no customers. So the organizers that night sent out an email being like, Hey, we're going to open the floor to you guys. What can we do to make this market busier? Right. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have responded probably, or if I did, I wouldn't have gone too in depth if that was it. But they followed it up with being, well, we've we've already tried almost everything. We've changed the time from like 10 to 2 to 11 to 3. And we've also taken out a radio ad. I just don't know what else we can do. Incredible. And when I read that line, I'm like, oh, okay. What else can you do? <laughs> I don't know, Willow's. So Te- I, teach us on how to make a successful farmer's market. So I ended up typing nine paragraphs. Nice. <laughs> and I started it off by being, do not take any of this t- 
to heart because I was a couple sa- I was there was a couple times I was sassier than I should have been. Yeah, I should have been more professional. But fuck you, I'm paying you. Yeah, <laughs> I pay you to go there every week. I lose money to work at your place. Literally, so fuck off. Um, and also, you're kind of a clutch vendor that they need. Yeah, I'm a I'm a good vendor for them. I'm very unique. Um, but yeah, anyway, so there was a ton of shit. But like, the first one is it's every it's once every two weeks. Okay, so I'm there's like, no regularity. I'm like there. end of that. Make it every week because and they're like, well, I'm like, I don't give a shit because. And here's a business advice for not just markets and shit, but at least this is like good solid business advice. The consumer, if they show up one time and it's not there. They're never coming back. Yeah. They're not going through your fucking Instagram to figure out the dates. Right. If they thought it was Thursday and they showed up and it's not there on Thursday, they're never coming back. True. You know where they're going? To the Wolsey market or the downtown market or the Transcona market that is, that is every Thursday that we also do on Thursdays. Yeah. They're not going to this fucking Dakota market anymore. So that was the big one. Well, one of the big ones. Uh, another one was... Um, it's not a substantial amount, but I think a two or three of their vendors are uh, MLM, Tupperware, and uh, some other makeup one and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, multi-billion dollar multinational corporations with that, a rep that yeah. happens to live in that area. Right. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and like the other meaning of the word, they also have a rep and baggage <laughs> to those brands. So I... When, when I see, like, a Mary Mary Kay stand, I fucking roll my eyes. Yeah, so... And I personally know more than 10 um, vendors that won't attend events if it's if it has um, multi-level marketing companies. Yeah, because you're putting local makers right against beside other multi-billion dollar yeah. corporations, or at least multi-million. And it looks bad. There's only one multi, multi-billion dollar... No, I think there's MLM? a bunch. There's a ton. Billions? Amway. Um, is the main one? Her Herbalife is definitely over a billion. Oh, yeah. Um, Tupperware is probably. They're in Walmarts. And Tupperware is like, Tupperware is enough of ubiquitous to get genericized. True. Like Kleenex, right? Like True. So, yeah. I mean, no, like I there's, there's kind of like the old ones, but most of the ones that people do now. I think you'd be surprised. Yeah. Vimo is doing over a billion. That doesn't mean they're multi-billion dollar corporations. Sure. But it's it's a fine line. It's like, have they been that for more than a year? <laughs> yeah, that's you can. Is the Ponzi scheme big enough? Has anyway, it blown in their faces. The talking about whether MLM is a Ponzi scheme is a different episode entirely. We're gonna do but an MLM episode one day. But but my point being, I personally know people that will vendors that won't attend if they do, if there's MLM, and I know uh, customers that will just be like, no boycott yeah so i told them that and their response was well we didn't have enough vendors and i said frankly um you better off having 10 good vendors than 20 shitty vendors yeah Uh, my other complaint was um with the variety um sometimes they don't have vegetables sometimes they don't have eggs sometimes they don't have meat it's like this is a farmer's market right if you want to be a craft market market it like that yeah. But if you're marketing it like a farmer's market, you need to have the essentials. You need yeah. to have vegetables. You need, to, you need the staples. If, like, vegetables, ma- meat, eggs, and milk, and bread. And weekly available. Those it has are. has to be weekly available because nobody, be nobody's <clears throat> buying fresh fucking farmer's food every second or fourth no. week. 
So, and because you know what they're going to, if they have to go somewhere else to another market or to Walmart after that market, they're not coming. you know, they're just going to do go to fucking Walmart, which is one of the struggles <clears throat> with your uh, fucking tasting room, right? You don't have a restaurant. So you, you have to be a part of a two stop night, which yeah. most people don't have the endurance for. Yes. So I'm working on that. Yeah. Obviously, we can talk about but that. It's, it's a huge, <clears throat> it's a huge hurdle for you. It's, it's six yeah. figures of investment. Yeah, I did get a little bit of leeway from my health inspector though so i'll be talking about that more as we do it but uh but but yeah the two the two-stop night is uh it's you might as well tell someone to get their fucking groceries on mars because it's like the Mm two-stop night you got to gear yourself up for that yeah yeah so that's especially if you got kids yeah so that's something um that's a good general piece of advice too. I think most, th- this is why I'm going through the list is because I think these are a lot of like general good business advice. That's why one-stop shops are big. Yeah. Um, so another thing I said was um, you need to have, because they, they're, they're fucking so obsessed with this. Like, is the time okay? Do you think the time is okay? And I, I said to them, I'm like, dude, fucking people line up at 2 a.m. for Supreme drops or video games. Yeah when they have school in the morning, right? Like people go to night markets, they go to day markets. Like it doesn't matter what time your fucking shit is. If people want to go, they'll make time. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Um, and I said like, what's your draw? Like the literally the first page of every business plan should be. What's your USP? Well, what is your unique sales proposition? Did I get that right? Nailed it. (laughs) And, uh, I had faith in you. What is unique? I, the reason why I stopped is because I started laughing at, um, I saw somebody was fishing and pulled out a handgun. Uh, and they're like, Oh, and they posted on like 4chan or Reddit, I think. And they're like, Oh, it looks like the USP from, uh, half-life. Ha ha ha. And it was actually a murder weapon that like they were looking for. (laughs) And this guy's just like posting pictures of it on, on Reddit being like, Oh, it looks like it's from half-life, but it was, that was the USP is a kind of gun. Right. Um, anyway, but, uh, yeah. What, what's your unique value proposition? Why would somebody come to your market and not somebody else's? And I asked them that and they're like, well, it didn't have an answer. And I'm like, why is somebody coming to your market and not another one? Well, because it's here, not there. These fucking community centers that during COVID, they're like, oh, we can just make a market and people will come here instead of the grocery store. And then they put no marketing and no effort into it. They just think people will show up. People drive across town to save 20% on their groceries. People drive across town to pay 20% more on their groceries because it's a better experience. Also that. And I, I explained to them, like, I, I... I went all the way to Cleveland to go to Whole Foods <laughs> for Thanksgiving. And uh, I explained to them, like, you don't have a draw. Like, let's be honest. And I and then I listed, like, 40 things, literally 40 things. I'm like, some places have a beer garden. Some have places have cool live music. Some people, you know, what is it? It's a photo booth. It's a fucking free popcorn stand. I don't fucking know. It's I a don't, splash park. I don't know what's going to work for you. But it needs to be something unique, yeah. That people will go to there and not and not somewhere else. And then I talked, went into marketing. I'm like, and then I, this is one of my cheeky moments where I said, because they they're like, oh, we took out a radio ad and we went to uh, and we were on like a CTV morning show, yeah. And I went, um, 
you know, radio and TV might be good for people your age. And then in parentheses, or maybe not because no one's showing up. But I don't know a single person my age that has access to a radio or a cable television. Yeah. Not a single one. I don't know how to listen to the radio. I don't even listen to radio in my car. How do you... I don't think I have a... Uh, yes, you do. You have a Mercedes-Benz. You have a radio. Well, no, I have a Bluetooth one, but like, I don't think I have a... Can I connect to the radio? <laughs> Probably. I'm not kidding. Like, can I? I'll show you. We might need to wire up an antennae. You know, there's another one. So here's a fucking idea. Let me pitch one for you right now. I've I've been thinking about this for all of 10 minutes. Um, So have you ever heard of a bouncy castle? Is it like a regular castle? It's just bouncy as fuck. Okay. Um, You can still do (laughs) sieges and stuff. Oh, right. Okay. You can whip people in there. So they should get a bouncy castle. Yeah. So they're not that expensive. I know a guy. and I literally know a guy that will rent one to you. Um, so work out a deal. Be like, I'm going to rent this thing every week. Uh, a different and- market this year did get a bouncy castle. And then they stopped because it was just the vendors kids that were playing on it. Interesting. <laughs> and nobody else came. Uh, but it's like, it's a, it's something of a gimmick of like, it has to be in the right neighborhood. It has to be in the right place. But it's like, maybe it's not a bouncy castle. Maybe it's a petting zoo. Maybe it's like. That's what I said. I'm like, if, I don't know what it is. It, it's what I've heard from, uh, like, one of my employees. He's a parent with kids between two and nine. Like, what's key? What, like, what really gets his goat for a place is like a play structure over there and a beer for me <laughs> right here, yeah. and I can see my kids yeah, yeah, yeah. while I'm drinking my beer. Yeah, that fucking sets him off. That is, he's like, that is the, this is the literally the best shit since sliced bread. When one of the good markets I go to has a beer garden, and then they also have like a kids play zone. Literally, it could be a play zone instead of a bouncy castle. And live music. Yeah. Right. Like, so. Like, these things you could probably source from your community. That's what I'm saying. In a, in a really efficient way, because that's what these things are. Well, like, and that's why I'm saying I don't have an answer for you, but I, just tap no, your contacts. Well, I do. Here's the answer. <laughs> Get uh, a bouncy castle at a petting zoo. Put the animals on the bouncy castle. Bounce them around. Here's what I would ask a person that was starting a farmer's market. It'd be like, why are you starting a farmer's market? Yeah. To make money. Easy money. You just have the location and the people pay you. Easy. Fuck you. You start a grocery store. <laughs> no, literally, fuck you. Go fuck yourself and, <laughs> and fuck you and fuck them. Walk the fuck out. Because you don't want the overhead. The also, vendors, also, fuck you. The vendor- <laughs> like, m- more fuck you. All that is fuck you. Because the only reason you should be starting a farmer's market is because you want to engage the community and create like a system of like mutual individual dependents like yeah i like want this is this yeah, is where I people help come f- to do business with each other yeah i want to help the farmers sell at their at the market this that's is, why i have tupperware and avon at my fucking market yeah fuck you no, that's this, what i'm saying <laughs> this is this is a community marketplace where people can practice self-reliance yeah exactly so what do you do tap into your local market and see what people want and what they want to produce and it's like childcare is important key groceries and locally sourced food is valuable to people and there's a lot of people that are going come leave your kid at the farmer's market while you go to work yeah (laughs) we'll watch them not not just like we'll leave them there while you shop like or it could be as simple as like you know what we have a really great local we have one of the actually one of the best uh water sources in the world is in our province jackson jackson springs has like some of the highest awarded water in the world uh, yeah, literally Lake. approach Jackson Springs and be like, you know what? 
we have a cyclical customer base and we know you do deliveries but here's a way to like not do that and be like you know what we'll even take your shit out of your car and like drop the new drugs in the trunk like just do something simple it's like come here for your healthy alkaline filtered spring water get your farm fresh eggs get a get your well, get your farm fresh cuts of beef and it's like and then we'll take care of kids a little bit you can maybe go get some wine over there sit down like now you now you're giving a fuck about the community if you started it because you could like you're you've completely missed the mark i agree i agree with you uh two or three of the markets that we do that are successful have uh csas which are community supported agriculture right. which is basically a subscription service for local veggies which is amazing but and then they set their pickup to the farmer's market right so when because it could just be a pickup at a fucking parking lot yeah which and, some of them do but these ones specifically do pick up at the farmer's market so that people shop other things while it they're drives here. drives traffic. And uh, two, two or three markets uh, that I do also have local milk uh, with a bottle swap program. It's a glass bottle. Amazing. You bring it back, get a new one, get, like swap it out. Uh, eggs do that with the egg carton too. They swap them out in like a wooden... Yeah. Like a lot of the plate... The, and I said this to this the shitty market i said here are some of the things that good markets do they have a draw this is a different than the unique um offering is a weekly draw because a csa isn't unique but what it will do is get the same customers there every single no a csa is unique because their their location makes them different it was two different points in my email though where i'm like this is something that will attract them every week they'll be coming back because they have to do that and they've already paid for it so they're coming. Yeah. That's a guaranteed customer base, right? Yeah. And then what you do is... Pile on the other shit. Right beside them, you put a fucking cinnamon bun vendor that smells great, right? And then they're like, oh, fuck, I kind of want a cinnamon bun. And then they get that, and then now they're eating it so they don't want to drive because their hands are sticky. Now they'll walk around, and then they'll see a lemonade, and they'll be like, oh, I am pretty thirsty because of the cinnamon bun. Like... There's a reason why grocery stores put the like they position everything strategically. It's like they, you pay literally attention, literally any attention to the psychology of your customer. But they don't these people, right? No. So what I also was saying was like um, um, before we got off track was uh, my cheeky like yeah we don't listen to the radio thing. I'm like I tell fucking markets this all the time. Red River College are. What is it? It's like a university for dumb people. <laughs> That's controversial. Red River College? Okay, because in America, remember 65% of our viewership is American. I would say Red River College is a, probably a higher quality education than a provincial university in most cases. Uh, no. but Yeah, yeah literally <laughs> is. No, it's it more, is. more of a practical... Which is, I said, higher quality. Yeah, it's so more trades the, oriented. No, it's it's more actually use the fucking thing you learned about. Um, it's it can be literally, it can be it can be yeah, technology. It can high be paying jobs culinary. Don't, yeah, but you be, don't use any skills in high paying jobs. Government jobs. Have you seen these? You don't fucking use. Skills. One of the highest, or sorry, one of the best marketing firms that this city has to offer. Both Red River grads. Okay, I was just. Being a dick. My point being, well, Red River College. But, uh, but, hold I, on. but I would concede they're an they're an anomaly. Red River College has a social media marketing department, mm-hmm. or a course, where kids, like eighteen year old kids, would love to work for fifteen dollars an hour yeah. to fucking post on TikTok. Yeah, 
I promise you. Absolutely. Ask their that professor, hey, could you please put a just ask your kids. We have a position that's open in the summer when they're not at school. Um, for fucking fifteen bucks an hour, and obviously that's experience. Uh, to make TikToks and 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 Instagram posts for our farmers market because farmers markets are fucking amazing short form video content like TikTok. Yeah. Because you have so much, so many vendors to play with, different colors, different people, personalities, groups of people. Like, it's such good content. Yeah. All the I'm like hire a fucking kid from there. Well, oh, I won't mention the name, but the biggest farmers market we do, you can probably figure it out from there. They got a grant from the fucking government, forty thousand dollars to hire students. You know what they had them doing during COVID? Uh, wiping down tables with sanitizer. Oh my god. I thought, I thought you were going to say something good. No, no, no. That hurts. Yeah. No, no. two of them oh. were just, they went between the bathroom, the front table, and the food and the food picnic tables, uh, just sanitizing them between every customer. Even though, remember the CDC thought for like four days that COVID might be uh, landed on services? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, no, no, no. We were wrong about that. And then for two years, everyone sanitized everything even though it didn't it, live on surfaces. It was theater. So, but they paid, they paid these kids or the government paid them. It was a grant, whatever. Right. But they paid these kids to just sanitize surfaces. I'm like, can you, and I said this to the coordinator. I'm like, can you just get them while they're in between jobs to take a fucking Snapchat? Like, and they're like, you mean be on their phones at work? And I and th- that's why I said in this email this this was like two years ago with a different market but to this what we're talking about now this this email I typed I'm like you may not put value on social media but obviously number one what you're doing isn't working number two uh, I I cited stuff like um, Thirdenbird is a um, artisanal market let's say mm-hmm. they're a uh, very influencer friendly market. Mm-hmm. Um, that we attend, uh, not really my crowd, not that I have anything against them, but it's just not really my, it's a lot of extra people, people that are extra influencer types. Um, a lot of girls in hats. Let's say that. I love hats. Um, there's a, uh, it's a three day event twice a year. And the first day is the VIP tickets. Mm -hmm. Uh, there wasn't a single minority this last time Mm. I was looking. Um, it was all, it was funny at the beginning of COVID. It was all um, pregnant white women with their husbands carrying all the shit they're buying. Right. And then nine months later, when we did it, it was a bunch of white women with young children <laughs> uh, putting all the shit they're buying in the strollers. Yeah. Um, but thousand uh, dollar strollers. Yeah, I have nothing against the market. We attend it. We do well. Although um, I do have a thing against white women. I love white women. Uh, anyway, but uh, not really my crowd, let's say, personally. White women? However, they've built their entire market on uh, social media. That's it. Yeah. They have a similar follower count to the farmer's market, the biggest one in the province. Mm-hmm. And they have 10 times the attendance. Hmm. Sure, they do it. You know, the the biggest one in the province does it every week, uh, every week in the summer. And this third bird only does it three times a year. Oh, you said it. 
No, I said Third and Bird already. I didn't oh. say this big farmers market. Third and Bird, I I respect their business model. Like they're true. They're they're uh, they're killing it. Let's be honest. Like yeah. I did the math. They're probably collecting two hundred thousand dollars in vendor fees a a day. Yeah, the, uh, a day worked. Obviously, it's a lot of prep time and whatever. But like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, for an event. Yeah, for you know you know. So they're probably making a cool five hundred k, probably a little bit more, um, in top line revenue for every year. How many events a year? Three, but oh, pretty dope. E- and each of them are three days. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, they have a lot of staff. Sure, they rent the one of the biggest venues in the province, but they're not spending that anywhere near that. They're probably netting fifty percent. I bet. Yeah, probably. Um, and they used to, but to my knowledge, they don't spend a cent on advertising mm, because not. they post organic. So yeah. and so they they vendors have to pay like a thousand dollars to be there. They sell out of the vendors in less than a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, customers have to pay like $40 to attend to shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sell out of the tickets every single time. Yeah. So. And there's a lineup of vendors, right? Yeah. There's a waiting list of like 100 vendors or more. Yeah. Yeah. Because all these makers and local people want to get on that fucking list. Yeah. And they've raised the prices and no one batting an eye. And also, when you show up with your booth, they require a certain level of quality and if you don't have that quality they're like you need to improve or you're not reinvited they made me no no, no not reinvited they'll kick you out yeah it's happened before mm. um they may they make you send pictures of your display and they'll give you notes and you need to correct the notes before you can show up yeah so it's it's quality control which i is... had tyler build me a display yeah we spent like a thousand dollars on yeah um before they would let me attend yeah yeah so you just had plastic table and banner, which works at a farmer's market. Yeah. But doesn't work at this event. Yeah. So if you showed up with that big display at farmer's market, people are like, whoa, this yeah. guy's not from here. Yeah. But so my point being, they built this pretty much just on good social media. Yeah. Because people love to fucking post that they went to third and murder. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's clout. Right. And these farmers markets that are like, well, I don't think that TikTok stuff works. We're going to take out a radio ad. <laughs> like, it's just like, I'm clawing my goddamn eyes out because I fucking see what other markets in the same market here. Wait, other events in the same market of Manitoba, same consumers. Cause you could say like, Oh, that works in LA, but it won't work in Winnipeg. It's like, this is the same fucking consumer pool. Yeah. This is apples to apples. And, also, and, to be fair, I will add this little caveat in here. Radio advertising does work for a demographic, and it's really good for hyper-local if you get on a hyper-local popular station. So here's what I said. But it needs to be more than just a paid ad because people kind of tune that shit out. Interviews. That's how I've found yeah. success, right? You need to. Yeah, it's got to be a feature, something interesting, but then you know what you got to do? Provide something fucking interesting. Yeah. Like, the best advertising is a good product. We're going to have a giraffe at the market this week. Come fucking see it. It's like, what? Yeah. How? <laughs> like, Yeah, and they show up. It's a blow-up giraffe, and they're like, that's okay. It's a horse in a fucking giraffe suit. Yeah, it's it's like the <laughs> it's a horse in a giraffe suit. And they're like, you know what? I got gypped, but my kids are fucking pumped. <laughs> that's a slur, but uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I always forget that. Yeah. I never use that word either. I'm just drunk. <laughs> okay. I love um, the Gypsy King. 
That well, is his actual title. No, I know. And it's based because he's actually a gypsy and he's actually okay. the king of the world. Gypsy, though, is like the N-word for Romani people. Right. But there's also a group of people that self-identify as that. And they're like, call me this, please. Yeah, but there's those people that self-identify them as the N-word with a A at the end. And I'm not going to call them that on the... No, his <laughs> literal name on the no, ticket I'm... where he fights is the Gypsy King. Yeah, okay. I understand. Stop saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just beep it all out. Um. Yeah, I'll ble- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this entire argument where you just bleep half the fucking words. The other one that people say a lot of time in Canada is Eskimo, which is a slur. I don't hear a lot of Canadians say that. I um, hear fucking Americans say that. I hear it a lot. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Mostly because maybe I just work with woke people. Maybe yeah. Maybe it is I just old people that I work with. To be fair, um, a lot not a lot, but like more than one person probably more than 10 person people in the last like six weeks mm-hmm. have said, cause I have uh, my sales or my marketing manager. Wyatt is a very large native man. And uh, he's very, he's a gentle giant and he's very polite and old people love him. Mm-hmm. Love him. I have fucking grandmas being like, Oh, <laughs> but uh, I've had probably like 10 people in the last few months be like, Oh, that, 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 great Indian man that works for you. I, I really like him. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I guess it was fine when you were like learning things. When I guess it's, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that's the thing too, is you like, stop, you just stop changing at some point. Like why, some people yeah. do it innocently and some well, people and do like, it in problematic. It's still called the Indian act. True. Right. And it's still like, cause people don't, you don't, if you change the name of like a legal act, that is like an, an, action you have to no you have to repass the act basically i was gonna say it's it's as big a it's like passing another law because it's like changing it's like the way law works if you change the definition of something you change the nature of it yeah yeah anyways yeah so and it's still like also why don't they it would be a fucking rubber stamp but anyways well it's still like indian status card indian reservation like we use that word a lot as a culture um i don't personally i cringe when i hear it but um but also like if Wyatt's late to something, he'll tell me he's on Indian time. So yeah, but you don't say that. Well, I just said it. So well, I mean, if he's late, you'd be like, "Buddy, you're on Indian time." He'd probably he, no. He he'd... will. Okay, he would be fine with it. But um, I yeah, I don't say shit like that. <laughs> you wouldn't. You no, wouldn't even. I, you wouldn't no. venture. Um, which is interesting that like I I even talking here now I say the N word, but I'd say Indian. Yeah. Interesting, right? Indians and nationality. They live over there. Oh, yeah. No, I've been talking about Indians from India this entire time. Literally. So you can't fucking yeah, Wyatt, cancel me for this. Wyatt Parmdeep. I actually made that joke where we were talking about India, like the country for some reason. And I'm like, yeah, where Wyatt's from. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love me some indigenous people. Um, always funny, actually. My uh, I hired a new employee, young girl, and uh, she's white presenting, but she's Métis. And uh, when I hired her, Wyatt was like, you're hiring another white one. Now I'm outnumbered like <laughs> fucking six to one. And then she was like, no, I'm actually Métis. And he's like, oh, <laughs> it's, it was so funny. It's like that. It's like that meme, the WWE meme, where his eyes go red. He's like, ah. yeah, that one. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm a boomer. Vince McMahon now has been uh, forcibly removed from WWE. 
uh, based for like raping somebody. Probably. Yeah. Was um, it one of the wrestlers? Probably, right? <laughs> um, Owen and uh, it was Big Show. This is completely off topic, but uh, Jeanette McCurdy, um, iCarly fame, mm-hmm. she just released a memoir. Okay. And uh, apparently, for one of the casting calls, they made her like get in a bikini mm-hmm. when she was like twelve. Okay. And it was Dan Schneider. He does. She doesn't name him because she doesn't want to get sued. Right. But it. 100% was Dan Schneider mm-hmm. took a bunch of pictures of her basically in her underwear right like in a bikini mm-hmm. when she was like super underaged um, and then later it was like it, this is like all a, she's like has to be very vague she's like worried but apparently she was like sexually harassed and then Nickelodeon offered her $300,000 to stay silent about it when she was like sexually harassed as a child mm. yeah not ideal that doesn't sound like Hollywood well, you know, <laughs> it's just more disgusting because it's a, it's children. It does, not, not it doesn't a, make a difference. No, no, no. I'm just okay. No, it does make a difference. It's not but... like Harvey Weinstein raping adults. It's like, well, they're adults. It's fine. No, obviously not. But if just it's kids, like, it's worse, dude. It's a fucking like, oh, man. When well, like, um, fucking uh, Corey Feldman and 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 Corey, the other one, Haynes, they were talking about how like in that. The Rape of Two Corys or whatever, right? Documentary. They were talking about parents would literally offer their young children to be raped by producers if it guaranteed they'd be on in getting movies. I don't doubt that. That literal, like, this is, like, documented, like, or, like, I guess it's all alleged. Have you seen Toddlers and Tiaras? Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, but it's, like, think about that, though. It's because they're, like, by proxy getting famous. But it's, like, imagine... Yeah, you can. You'll thank me later. Like your my eight year old will blow you, if like uh, if they'll get rich. I feel like this episode's gonna get flagged. Just so like, ugh, just disgusting. Good, we covered slurs See, and child rape in, in one episode <laughs> in fucking five minutes. No, I think like this is uh, to bring it back to a political note, which I think is where I love to be. Um, no, I'm kidding. It wants to make me. Wants me to want makes me want to shoot myself. I'm drunk. We make a lot of jokes, me and you. But I would commit murder in Minecraft. In Minecraft, happily. Yeah. yeah. But like, there's some things that I really, really. Well, and it's the same reason. Like when you said "jip," I said that's a slur just to remind you. I wasn't mad or anything, but I'm yeah. just, like, just to remind you. And it's the same way. I'm I the, know it is. I just don't use the word. <laughs> when I'm I the same way. I'm the guy that corrects people's pronouns all the fucking time. Yeah. I'm like aggressive about it. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, actually, their pronouns are they them. Which is funny because you're the straightest man, just, maybe I, ever. <laughs> no, I I suck a dick for a lot less than. Uh... Who? Name a name, please. <laughs> what was a What was a, po- a there's a there's a podcast, a pretty famous one. I forget. They're playing like how how much money would you suck a dick for? What's the lowest amount of money you would suck a dick for? That's a fun game. And everyone's like, oh, you know, like maybe 200,000. Like they're like at a million, 200,000 maybe, whatever. And my guy's like, I don't know, like five grand probably, right? Like that's a fair amount of fucking money for like how long do you have to suck a dick for, right? Yeah. Like, like what's know. the period of time? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What, like a hundred bucks? I'll just close my eyes and pretend it's a girl. True. Big titty goth girl. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going with the conversation? I, I don't know. We we derailed really fucking fast. 
Um, but th- that's just one, the the pronoun thing. Sorry, conservatives. Sorry, liberals. I hate ev- man. Fucking everyone is so dumb. But um, I that's like something that I like being a cis straight, straight white man and being aggressive about pronouns I, is pretty y- funny. I, I I just think I I approach it so aggressively because I'm so like believe in the non-aggression principle that like if someone wants to be called something just respect them and call it that fuck off like it's like one of my favorite uh like god po- doesn't exist one of my favorite posts of the week was uh someone retweeted i think like a marjorie taylor green quote who's the next god king of President? america um is she old enough to run i don't care definitely she's got to be like 60 or 70 she's not no she's not 60 she's young she's like in her she 40s. looks young she's like in because her 40s. she sucks the souls out of children I, she could suck my soul baby <laughs> i would anyways i would destroy marjorie taylor green in bed in minecraft she's a skin stretched over a skeleton oh. with some evil stuck inside you know she's fucking kinky too right oh she's these, gotta be she's, all these like i bet you i bet these, you she's worse than every liberal she's ever all insulted. these anti-gay people they like get caught with like gay prostitutes absolutely like you you gotta know if they're repressing that much at a certain she's point she's railing mdma off some <laughs> chicks tits yeah it's like these 100%. fucking it's like george bush's fucking social club where they come on the fucking coffin based the glass they have the you, you know about this right yeah <laughs> thanks alex jones skull and bones right where they it's a fraternity and like part of the entry thing is they put you in a glass coffin and they all masturbate onto it this is real google it like which i mean is probably in a couple of frats at this point man frat hazing is fucking honestly weird. some hockey teams would probably do that those two man literally this is toxic masculinity i'm not even kidding like this this kind of shit yeah um people are so dumb oh another thing i was gonna no, bring I was, up i was gonna mention yeah, yeah. marjorie taylor green she made a statement about um fuck i just lost it okay so <laughs> trump's house just got raided today yeah that was pretty cool mar-a-lago or whatever they all the fbi raided it so Marjorie is uh, posting defund the FBI. Yeah. And um, it's so, so two things. I saw a lot of conservatives being like, the FBI has finally been lost. Like it's bad now. It's like, dude, it's been bad for fucking, I mean, it's always since been its bad. inception, right? That's fine. So, but it's funny seeing like super pro police people being like defund the FBI. Yeah. And then I've seen a lot of liberals today being like, um, the FBI doesn't just raid innocent people. Trump's obviously <laughs> guilty. Yeah. Like so many, fu- like I Within follow, days. cause I follow a lot of like far right people, but I also follow a lot of like far left people, people that would like that call Bernie a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Because he's too far right. Right. Um, like fucking violent communists. Like I follow a couple of them just to get the perspective. Leftists. Like, le- yeah, sorry. Leftists that are like, we We're need to. We're not all commies. Well, okay. So mo- I think, but like we need to overthrow capitalism with guns. And by being a state senator, you're, you're a Nazi. Like you're a fascist just by participating in the, I follow people like that. And voting through trillion dollars of 
trillions of dollars. Yeah, anyway, and so they've been retweeting today a lot of liberals that are like being like, yeah, no, the the FBI doesn't just raid people for no reason. And then they're like, sure they fucking do. (laughs) Sure they fucking do. No, sorry, not for no reason, but not for honest. No, but it's like because uh, Tucker Carlson's been saying today, like. Um, they're not releasing the body cam footage and shit yeah. promptly because they're trying to uh, plan evidence. And that's a fun line of reasoning. But then I my favorite part about no, but, this so, whole case is that Trump's not denying what any of the wrongdoing. Yeah, he just hasn't been cooperating in this yeah. grand jury. Which indictment. is that's what you do, right? You don't put anything on the record. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, he hasn't denied it. Um, because if you deny it, then they have you on the record saying you didn't do it. And if they can prove that you knew you did, well, then he, you're fucked. Well, the thing is, he's partially complied with a judge's ruling of like that he has to hand, not uh, like a grand jury's ruling that he has to hand over these documents that he took from the White House. And then he flushed them down the toilet? No, no. He, well, yes. <laughs> he handed over a bunch of the stuff that he had. And a lot of it had like those big red classified stamps on them. Yeah. And they're like, well, if you have this, like, you have more. And they know what's missing, obviously, because they know exactly what they give the president. So they know what's missing. Want to take a shot? No. Sure. I got this whole thing. Yeah. Um, they know, they know what's missing, and they know what he gave them, and they know what's, like, not there. So what I heard from, like, a foreign policy analyst who was, like, previously in government said he's like, this kind of thing doesn't happen over routine archival information. He's like, there is something specific they're looking for? that Trump has that they're mm. looking for that they cannot tell us release. Interesting. And they're like, they would not take this risk. And sorry, who was this that said this? Uh, the former deputy uh, national security, advi- or sorry, deputy. Is he saying um, it like nonpartisanly? He's retired and has a podcast. Okay. So he's not affiliated with the party but anymore. But does he, ha- does official... he, does he have a he was, horse in the fight? Not anymore. Okay. Just the podcast. Sure. So his uh, it's Ben Rhodes. So his his horse in the race is just his podcast and his books that he writes. He worked, uh, nas- I think it's National Security Advisor. It's, it's basically, it's like the Tony Blinken, what Tony Blinken is now. He was assistant to that guy. Okay. Who was like the guy that actually handles and does the shit. Yeah. So second or third most powerful person in the white house next yeah. to the chief of staff. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, knowing what I know about the presidential records act and what the FBI does and what they did to Hillary. Cause he was there for that. Yeah. This is probably what's happening. And he's like, this is probably what's happening because like, look what they did to Hillary. Yeah. Um, obviously a lot of stuff got exposed and dumped and WikiLeaks, whatever, like maybe CIA sent that shit to WikiLeaks for all you know. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Yeah. So there was all this stuff that was released He's like, but the fact that they did something so uh, physical, invasive, and public, um, and controversial meant their like the stakes had to be extremely high. So, what is he postulating that it is? He has no idea. Yeah, which is what I think makes him credible is he doesn't make any assertions as to what there was. Because Tucker Carlson might. Right. Yeah. But what he's or what he, a liberal. Might. Yeah. What he did say, for example, is like what Trump Trump is famous for not giving a fuck about records. 
or laws. Well, and here's here's what like, I'll this say. This guy would wave around. He would take his le- his personal letters from Kim Jong Un and he yeah, would, and like, hold he them would, the wrong way. He's holding them to the camera, right? Yeah, <laughs> he he would hold them to camera. Yeah, he even posted a picture to social media yeah. once of an like a top secret classified document and just posted it. And he, didn't he tweet a picture of like a Navy SEAL or something? And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, so he. Yeah. So the give the, him his Twitter back. The president, please. Yeah, please, the president has the ability to declassify anything, and for yeah. the fucking Trump defendants, but Trump isn't a president anymore. But he was when he took the shit. So, oh, so he. Eh. So here, here's here's the uh, counter argument against the people that say, well, Trump just has dirt on the government that he wants to reveal to the people. And oh, blah, is that blah, the blah, QAnon blah. theory? Well, is this is like this his... is any any sympathizer. Sure, this is the Fox News line. Because all, I, all I'm hearing from, He's like... He's keeping the shit for a reason. All I'm hearing from, like, Biden is he has, like, January 6th emails. See, that is a misnomer because unless it is specifically in the uh, list of documents they're looking for, if they find it while fulfilling the warrant, it is not legally admissible yeah, in court. Yeah, because they didn't get the warrant for that. Yeah, they could find three pallets of cocaine yeah. and not be able to charge him for it because it wasn't in their warrant. Okay. That's how that works. Yeah. So the fact that they did it, it was something in the warrant that they were looking for, but they can't, they don't have to name because of national security. I saw a tweet that was like, but they like found it, 350 pounds of dope. That'd be hilarious. Uh, it was Trump. Because he's fat and a dope. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Got him. Like it, Trump, you, come on this podcast. I you, saw you on the Nelk Boys. You'll do stupid shit. Come on. You got to remember that people that work in the FBI and these like quote unquote deep state people, they follow the they're rule followers, right? Sure. Within the bounds that gives them obscene power. Sure. But they do follow. There are rule followers because if they don't, uh, their tactics don't work because then they get fucked on the back end, right? So. I think they raided his shit because he had some documents that he was keeping because he's notoriously bad at keeping too many documents. And even with his business, he would burn shit. He'd flush his shit down the toilet. He would show stuff that he's not supposed to show. And if you want to layer on top of that, be like, you know what? Trump had some stuff in there that the American people needed to see. Why didn't he show you? Yeah. The president has the power to declassify anything. Well, that's why they took his Twitter. He doesn't need Twitter. That's why they took it. That's why they banned him. That's why True Social is the only way to go. The pres- this episode sponsored by True. <laughs> the president can declassify anything he wants. It can be yeah. current military operations of like a top secret agent that's like in the Kremlin. And he can declassify that and tell everyone. If he feels like it's necessary. But he has to officially declassify it. Yeah. Which he could have declassified everything that he wanted to when he left the so White House. So this is just incompetency rather it's than... Ju- like, the Some only reasonable conclusion of Trump's behavior is either blundering incompetency, which tracks, which is the most convincing, plausible explanation, or he has some plan that's so nefarious, <laughs> so big, yeah. and so intelligent that it supersedes all reason. Well, and he wanted to get raided. Raided. This follows his. Uh, this is part of his five D chess. Exactly. Yeah. So. I don't know. Put what you fucking want on it, but my take is the guy's an idiot. Yeah. He's always been bad with records. He always will be bad with records. He thinks he's above the law. He thinks the shit doesn't apply to him. And he's been I just he, I'm he's learned so, in his life if he if he sandbags the government, he gets away with shit. I'm just and now he's not so sick of Did you read this Inflation Reduction Act that's getting passed? 
Uh, some of it. So in their own admission in the act, it's like fucking 900 pages long, but in, in their own writing, they said that 90% of the income generated from tax revenue from this act will come from people that make under $200,000 a year. Yeah, because that's 90% of the taxpayers. And they're hiring 270,000 new IRS agents, which made, uh, the, makes the IRS officially bigger than Homeland Security, the FBI. Um, bigger than NSA? I think they have like a million employees now. NSA is pretty big. Not that big. But the everything and and there were specifically clauses that would close loopholes for like uh, money laundering and international banks and shit. Uh, they scrapped all of those before they passed it. Yeah, because you because they use all these money laundering sure. things like the government, right? Like it's literally just fuck the middle class. And then they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. Because it's the same way you call it the Patriot Act. Because right. if you don't, oh, you're voting against inflation reduction? And then also in there, they're giving another billion dollars to Ukraine. So the best takes that I've heard, like the most leftist takes contrasted to like the Fox News takes is um, best case, it doesn't do anything for inflation. Well, you Worst see- case, it makes it. It makes it mildly worse. They just said... Basically, it does nothing for inflation. They just said August inflation is the same 8.5% as July. Yeah. But they framed it like, no, no, that's good. Right. It hasn't grown. It's like... It's peaked. So many memes of like July inflation, 8.5, and it's like Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad being mad, and then it's like 8.5 in August. Happy. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what are we talking about? Well, it's it's because they're looking for the peak, for one. Uh, But but, it's not... But number two, like... The, it accumulates though, like it's not. It's not no. how that works. It's not how that works. No, like, rate of change is how important. Am, how am I smarter than econ- economists? Econ- econ- Continue. Based, um, the Inflation Reduction Act, act like for all the money they're spending, I think the earliest um, distribution of funds, uh, the earliest provision starts in twenty six. That's after his term. Yeah. Great. Perfect. So awesome. most of this stuff doesn't kick in until the end of the decade. Hopefully and, Pelosi will be fucking dead by then uh, in Minecraft. Jesus willing. Um, <clears throat> most of this stuff is effective long term. So in the best justification that I've heard, which I think is probably closest to the truth, is this will actually reduce inflation, but in like 15 to 25 years. So the Republicans can take credit for it. True. Perfect. Because when you make... Uh, private but, sector investments, like when uh, but won't Obama Trump did, in 2024 just scrap all this. No, this is passed through Congress. He can't. So Republicans are voting for it. No. How does that work? Uh, it's a but it's a budget reconciliation. They only need 50 votes. I hate American politics. True. Because in Canada, if you can't pass a bill, a budget bill by a two thirds majority, uh, there's an election. Yeah. There's just a no confidence vote. Your party. Oh, if you can't pass a budget, you obviously can't run the country and they just have another election. Yeah. So it makes us work together <laughs> because yeah. you can't just steamroll and filibuster people. Yeah, because then you trigger an election every time. And then at a certain point, the public's like, okay, this is fucked. At a certain point, you're just Israel. Wait. They're on their sixth election since 2019. Yeah. That's fine. They're Jews, though, so you can't criticize them. Oh, yeah. No, they're Jews in Minecraft. 
No, they're actually Jewish. <laughs> no way, they're actually Jewish. <laughs> Take this shot. Uh, I poured us a half shot because Tyler is a little man, a little man boy. This is not cheap whiskey. This is expensive whiskey that also tastes like shit. Oh, it's a lot smoother. I did, Yeah, I didn't even have to chase that. And the other one I cried on, so. See, it's not good for sipping. It's pretty good for shooting. Not that I would pay for this. 70 bucks you said this was? No, no, it was like 36 or 40. Oh, okay, that's not that bad. I was being facetious. Okay. They did win a gold medal in the San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2021. Fuck San Francisco. Says this on the label. But the Inflation Reduction Act is one of those things where, um, I hate to say it, but it's one of those almost competent moves. I don't know. Where... Uh, I mean, Obama did this in 08 where he spent a bunch of money into like solar and renewables. And basically what happens... Yeah, and now Biden's turning on all the fucking oil pumps and shit. True. But what happens when the government kind of nods to uh, renewables, what happens is they took, I think it was like 80 or 90 billion that went towards this. But the total investment over the next decade was like 10 times that. Yeah. Because the private sector chased that idea which makes sense so the private money piles on top which is kind of what happens when you have these long-term things that pass is you have all these startups and these entrepreneurs that are that are like hey this money's coming that there's this move that the government is like trending towards so we know the guy here that made like a billion dollars cleaning up oil right because he positioned himself because he knew or he i guess it was a gamble that the government would lower the, what was it the the excess ex- acceptable levels of like oil per parts per million in water no it was a, a it was a required cleanup of coal tailing ponds but that was and every other company that did it did it really inefficiently yeah and he like he knew or there was one company that was doing it really really well but they didn't have any capitalization so we just like threw a few hundred million at them because you know everyone has that laying around yeah of course and is like started winning contracts because he could profit at the lowest bid. And that was the government being like, oh, we need to do this now. Which is like the lowest threshold of competency. Well, because like the the whole um, the renewables bill, that's separate than the inflation bill. Um, no, the you're thinking CHIPS Act. No, that's a separate. Chip, Chip, CHIPS Act and the... Uh, CHIPS Act I've been following because of the... Uh, chips well because my stock i have a separate twitter uh, at bullish willows on twitter uh for my stock trading and my stock all the people i follow are fucking following that deep the nancy pelosi's trip to taiwan yeah talking about chips uh i've been buying i just bought some semiconductor not the people that make the semiconductors but the dutch company that manufactures the machines to make the semiconductors i bought some of their stock which is good shit um, but that's some insider shit. No, but there's another act that they're doing for in the environment that's separate from the. No, that's that's the Inflation Reduction Act. Are you sure? Yes, it's all part of the same thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, because it's the biggest climate change bill ever passed. I saw them putting like 1.3 billion into solar panels or something, yeah. and like all this shit. So you no, know. What? So there's so my point just being quick. There's going to be a bunch of like startup companies that are like, oh, we could make solar panels quick and we're going to get yeah. a, it's like Tesla capitalizing people criticize Elon for um, taking all the government money for like making EVs. 
But it's like if that's what it fucking takes, that's what it fucking takes, right? Like So that's what I'm saying. Like there this is a, a this is the occasional intersection when government action uh coincides with what the people actually want. You it's have rare. to do it's it a, rare. You have to do it a couple times, otherwise you're not gonna survive. Well sometimes they just do it by accident. That too, because they probably Biden has a stake in some solar panel company somewhere. Well, they put the, <laughs> they put the dumb fuck sticker on it, which is the Inflation Reduction Act, which is completely irrelevant. Yeah, but it's that's because to, this that's is basically the Build Back Better Act that didn't get passed. Well, this they're is, just rebranding it. This is the Build Back Better Act, but you know what they cut out? Huh. Here's my favorite part. This is what it, this is how I win uh, conservatives over to my point of view. Is I'm like, okay, so here's what they cut out. This is why I hate Democrats. That's how I start the conversation. This is why I hate Democrats, or why I hate liberals. And like, fuck yeah, I hate I hate Democrats too. Yeah, and this is why I hate liberals because they eliminated uh, caps on insulin. Right. They eliminated uh, pre uh, universal pre K, yep. which is daycare paid for everyone. You get a voucher from the government. You can send your kid to Montessori school. It's covered. Wait, was that before? Do they have that? Yeah. Really? Yep. Universal pre K covered. Another one. Um, drug price or sorry, pharmaceutical like expenditure caps for uh, retired senior citizens. So if you were on if you're on a pension and you had drugs, you know, to fucking live, um, they would cap the prices the price you pay on your premiums in accordance to the income that you had. Yeah, which we have something similar. Here. We have we have that in Canada. Yeah, based fucking great. Uh, child tax credit. Which is basic, which was paid monthly, which is equivalent to our uh, family allowance. Yeah. And family allowance in Canada is good enough that if you have like seven, eight kids, which a lot of my people do, <laughs> your um, people being the Mennonites, <laughs> true, uh, is enough. Like you will make more money having kids than you will working a job. Yeah. Which when, is, when you when you pass but, over the threshold of like four or five. But we talked about this on one episode where someone was like having kids and then abusing them just to get more money. Uh, that was Foster. Still. No, your own kids. You, you gotta abuse your own kids. My parents got like thirteen dollars a month for me. Yeah, that's because their income was high. True. If your income is fucking low, if like just the husband works, he makes thirty grand a year. You're gonna get the maximum. Wait, business idea. We have a bunch of kids out of wedlock, me and you, with like different women, obviously pervert, and then we marry each other. Uh huh. Right. Just start a group, and on then dude. get a but. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> just just pick them up already cooked. <laughs> like out, fresh out the oven? No, 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 no. But then I could have sex for the first time if I do this plan. Ah, that's not how that works. But what? so that was cut the the child tax credit, and um, I think also the you know the ability to negotiate on drug prices. Amazing! I it's almost like a free market. Have wow. You, have you heard of a free market? I have never heard of a free market. Okay. Exist for fucking drugs. Well, I've never experienced one actually. So market, they so. they let uh, you'll hear them say um, Medicare can now negotiate drug prices. Yeah. In the act. Yeah. It's twelve drugs. Perfect. There's nearly ten thousand drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't are, think that's true. that are relevant on this, like under this. No, I think there's twelve drugs. System. Cocaine. Wait. Meth. Meth. Um, Marijuana. No, that's a plant. No, it's a drug. Heroin? No, that's a plant. Um, Opium? No, that's a plant. Yeah, I think there's less than 12 drugs, actually. <laughs> I think there's less than 12 drugs. 
so it's 12 drugs that they can negotiate price on. Which is everything. So but whatever. not insulin. Well, fuck insulin. Whatever. Just get a better pancreas, right? Yeah. Fucking idiots. Oh, it was a dumb Canadian. Pa- dumb pancreas. Dr. Banting. Sir Banting to you. Ooh. Why that, was he uh, a sir, though? He was knighted by the... The queen called him daddy? The, I think that was the king, but yeah. The king called him daddy? Um, he was knighted. Sir Frederick Banting was a Canadian doctor. I have him framed in my bar. Yeah. Because I have a lot of doctors framed in my shrugging doctor bar. Get it? I do recall. Um, He invented... Or yeah, he invented insulin. He didn't synthesize it. He uh, in- invented it, even though it's produced in our bodies. It was him first. And, uh, Which is, for the he, record, extremely complicated and expensive. Yeah, so he, and he was Canadian, so that was cool. But he synthesized insulin artificially for the first time, and he gave up the patent for it because he wanted everyone to just have it. Yeah, and now... Uh, and now America <laughs> charges $25,000 a needle for it. <laughs> America, the land of the free, voted down a bill that would cap no, the so here, profitability here, of the thing, this though. fucking thing that here, was not invented by the fuckers that make it. Here's the thing. <sighs> Everyone hates Martin Shkreli. He's free now. Free my boy. Free Shkreli. I'm in his Discord server. Dope. Um, I've been in like a group chat with him before. I, I am a big Martin Shkreli fan, mostly because it's a meme. Can you tell the people what Shkreli is about? Yeah, so Martin Shkreli was a pharma bro, if you remember. Um, he bought a life-saving AIDS medication and then raised the price by 3,000%. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people didn't go over that, get over that headline. Yeah. But I used to watch his live streams before he went to jail. So, you know what's... So, he didn't go to jail for any of the drug stuff. He went for the jail for fucking over rich people. He yeah. frauded some rich investors and stole the money. Yeah. So that he could fund more drug research. Base. And they don't want you to fund drug research. They want their return on investment. True. So, that's why he went to jail. But people think... The average person thinks like, oh, he fucked over poor people with AIDS, so he went to jail. FYI, if you're listening to this, stop, pause it, and Google Joe Manchin's daughter. Is she hot? What? Just Google Joe Manchin's daughter and okay. drug prices. Okay. Um, so she's, anyway. she's one of these people that jacked up d- jugs, drugs, jugs, also jugs, to the tune of hundreds. No, so here's the of, thing. Like I'm about maybe a to, thousand percent? I'm about to Sorry. defend... Jacking up drug prices. Okay. This might be controversial. Is it followed up by a nine-figure executive compensation deal? No. No, no. Okay. So, jacking all jacking up drug prices does in America yeah. is makes the insurance company pay more. Right. That's all it does. And make... That giant fucking bill you see when you give birth for $500,000 in America... Gets negotiated down to five grand. You don't pay that. No. You don't pay anything. Neither, you pay, does, neither does the insurance company. You pay your copay, yeah, which is whatever, hundred bucks a month. Now, there's a little bit of problems when it comes in when people are uninsured because they're poor. Yeah, that's a different story. That's what Obamacare was trying to fix, right? Which, for the record, I am more or less for. Why can't they have a universal pricing rubric for well, fucking so healthcare? Because that's not different. As like from someone, person to person. as someone who thinks the government shouldn't be involved in anything, like shouldn't exist. Guidelines no, for giving no. birth to a child is fine. No, government, if they're going to exist, 
they should provide the essentials. Being? Healthcare, water, food, housing. So you agree. Um, they should. And, and, and I, I change on this all the time where maybe they shouldn't give you a, give a homeless person a house, but maybe they should have a rent assist program like they do in Canada yeah. to help people out. If they're going to take my tax money, they should give it like, it's but not, then it's not unconditional handouts. But then sometimes I go to uncon. I'm like, dude, just fucking give them houses. What's the worst that's going to happen? Like the amount of fucking money the, the government spends, just house everybody. How much does? And then what would happen? How like, much does Winnipeg spend on housing every year? Or not, sorry, none, nothing. <laughs> like how much does Winnipeg spend on their helicopter every year? Oh, our uh, the helicopter. I think it's like. Uh, 2.2 million, I think. No, 20 no, no. million. I thought it was like 20. 22 million then. So, Mr. Willows. Yeah. I know you're <sighs> an esteemed real estate investor and uh, developer of affordable housing. Um, It's on your Wikipedia, obviously. Yeah. Uh, how many houses? How Could many, I build how for many, 22 million? How many beds? Yeah. And like roofs and yeah. with, with like with heaters yeah. so that you don't die of yeah. freezing? In your bed? Well, why can't they Can just... Can you provide for $22 million? Why can't they just buy a warehouse and fill it with cots? Okay, so... Like, it'll be shitty, but, like, that's something. So, the standard of living that you motherfuckers enjoy, being the valued listeners, is... Uh, I'm going to tell you in Canadian dollars, it's no. a hell of a lot lower in American dollars. No, here. Listen, I have the end to this conversation. No, I got to do some math here. The government won't spend a cent to house somebody. Yeah. But they'll make homelessness illegal, put them in jail, and then spend two grand a day. Yeah. To house a prisoner in this country. So this is a fascinating. Like there was there was a just give them two grand, right? (laughs) There was a buy them a house. There was a piece that came out on I think it was the Daily actually yesterday, like New York Times, where it ends soon, but yeah, they talked about. The, or whatever, like how in the Reagan era they discontinued, they basically let all the crazy people on the street because they discontinued the the whole like public mental health facility system, which was bad, I granted, but it was not as bad as currently. So in Hawaii, they have about twelve hundred people that they consistently cycle through the system, which means they arrest them, consider them unfit for trial, send them to a mental health facility where they are kept for a maximum of 120 days and given treatments which they have to consent to unless they're you know incoherent or belligerent or whatever and and they can't consent and they are the goal is making them fit for trial to face the charges that have been laid against them if they are not successful in that they release them after 120 days back into the public and then they're arrested again. They go through the system again. There's yeah. about 1,200 people that cycle through that system. They spent $8 million a year on these 1,200 people. Yeah, so even giving them $1,000 a month to pay for rent, they even were, if you wanted to go that basic, yeah, would be cheaper. Yeah. But like I, I always say that. It's like what's these NDP, which is our far, in quotations, far left uh, party. I said, I said my parents are pretty... Um, milk toast right so yeah I, I said to them like the NDP's far right like they're nazis they're just they're nazis that want dental care yeah 
And they're like, no, they're fucking. I'm like, do they want to abolish capitalism? No. Then they're far right, right? It's yeah. it, communism on one side, capitalism on the other, right? Like, and I'm not saying you should abolish capitalism. I personally think it's the most, it's the it's the best system we've we've figured out. Um, I think I would argue and say the free market is, but well, no. Does so here's not the exist. thing: is I always you have to roll back to human nature, right? Yeah. And if we forcibly imprint communism on everyone, people like me are going to manipulate the system and do nothing all day. They're going to Tom Sawyer the fucking fence and come out on top and manipulate people, right? Capitalism, I think, is the most fair. It does hurt, you know, disabled people and, you know, people like that. Like, I understand there's problems, but I, I, I do think money is one of the smartest things we've come up with as humans because I, I, and I say this to JL, who's my roommate, who's a communist socialist. Well, <laughs> call him a commie. Depends on the, depends I, on the situation. But I always, I always say this, uh, argument is that I like, there's, there's that little thing inside of you that wants to be better than people wants to be like, get ahead. Like there's that little thing, right. Where like you win, you feel good. And we have, taken that feeling and put it into a shiny coin right so when you get that you feel good that's the smartest thing humanity has done and that traces back to a lot of like in babylon and in ancient rome they they just men of babylon they invented it for the army to just not occupy people but to like trade them when they had it's so that the argue it's so that the army didn't have to have jobs yeah basically but it was like I think that's one of the smart. It's like taking a, a human nature and putting it in a coin. Yeah. I th- I personally believe is one of the smartest. Well, that's why federal banks are the most nefarious inventions of all because and you're you're taking the most fundamental human desire and you're manipulating it. When I want when I have I don't have fucking time running my business, but I I in I have the intention to make like a fucking 6-hour long video essay True. on monetary policy but more specifically just currency as like a i i literally i 100% think it's like the smartest thing we've ever done as society to like manipulate and to grab and to like just evaluate value because it's so applicable to everything yeah like i always tell this story there's a barter company in manitoba mm-hmm. where you can trade your stuff basically you join their barter network and then whatever you say, you're a tile company, mm-hmm. you can do tile work on the barter network and then it'll get you barter dollars, which you can use at a bakery to buy bread or a winery to buy wine. Right. And they, they all like the, there's two of them in Manitoba and they always want us to go on there. And I always kind of tried it out and then didn't like it. You know why? Because I can trade my wine to 90% of people. Yeah. For if I wanted to for goods, my wine is like, you don't need a barter network. I don't need a barter dollar, but the barter dollar helps if your stuff isn't like in demand, like you do lawn cutting or tile, which people only usually do every 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I do lawn cutting, but I live in an apartment. Yeah. So I don't need my lawn cut, but I can use my barter dollars. Right. That's, you're just reinventing the monetary system. Well, that's what I'm saying is like currency is like that, but everything. You can do anything and earn the dollar and you can spend that anywhere. It's a coupon for anywhere. 
Yeah. I think it's, yeah. It is a genius system, but it's obviously been bastardized by the people that, that control it. But that's how it works. That's like, how everything is. That's what are you going to do? Works. Like, I don't know. I'm going to yeah, shoot yeah, him in the face. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to finish my thought on the police helicopter of Winnipeg. Uh, two hundred twenty, or sorry, twenty-two million dollars a year, uh, for a really nice, good quality apartment in a good part of town, averages about a hundred thousand dollars a door. Per door being per apartment, and let's say it's a two-bedroom apartment on average, in a good neighborhood. For twenty-two million dollars a year, you can make two. You can build two hundred twenty apartments, and those are there forever. Think about pulling 220 people off the street every, every year. year. Just for the price of a helicopter. Never mind. Defund and the... If, and th- this is accounting for total loss. We spend $320 million on the Winnipeg Police Service right. every year. So this is accounting for total loss, which is complete expenditure and zero return on that investment, which means you donated that $100,000 to that individual. This is one of the great things about... Uh, actually, a small town I came from, Morden they started doing this program where they would have city-owned housing where it was a replacement for the provincial housing program where if you wanted a house, they would provide subsidized housing, but every dollar that you spent in your subsidized housing payment would count as equity, not as a rent payment. Oh, and you could slowly own the house. So basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember so that, not yeah. necessarily even that you'd own the house, but when you move out, they nope. give you 100% of the money that you paid in rent back to you the day that you moved out. Yeah. And you could then use that capital to purchase a home and build equity in something like yeah. something a program as simple as that. It would literally cost them nothing. That two hundred or that the that twenty two million dollars a year would compound every year It'd be forty four million. Because a lot of, um, I think a, like this is just anecdotal, but I've talked to like when I, I was homeless for three months. So I do have a perspective on this. Mm-hmm. Obviously I was homeless and white and I still had a, like a safety net of like friends and family that I could fall back on. Like I wasn't like destitute. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I have been worse off objectively than a lot of people. So I, I do think I have a perspective on this. And I talked to a lot of homeless people when I was homeless that were just so helpless. Yeah. Like that they were so lost that like they couldn't, there was no way out of this hole. Yeah. Like there was, I need to eat today and I need to find somewhere to sleep today. And that's it. There's no, like if I just do this for three years, I can, you know, get a rental property. Then I can get a house. Then I like there was, you couldn't even like, they were so far from that. That it wasn't like, yeah, it just, it, there wasn't even on the table. Well, you start with a meal but, and you talk to the people but there so and that, you say, is there, would you like an apartment? Yeah. But no, but that's what like, I'm saying is that if you can say to somebody, okay, rent, like we're not going to give you free money, but here's an apartment, get a job and every dollar you pay, we give you a dollar like into this thing. Yeah. And then eventually you can buy a house. Like that's providing. But like if a you goal. walk away and you don't, you get nothing and you don't want to buy a house or you don't want to like do whatever. If you don't want to start a business, you yeah. get nothing. Yeah. The the caveat is you need to take that money and do something with it for yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's going to improve your position in, yeah. in social, in, in society. Like, yeah, it, the, this program, that idea is even revolutionary I like, to I like, it. Uh, like reserves. Yeah. So one of the 
a last thought of the week. Um, if you're Canadian, you can understand this, but if you're American, I guess it sucks. But if you're in Canada and you're Aboriginal, you can live on a reserve and the government will pay for you to have a house. Like, you will get a house no matter what. And as long as you take care of it, live in it, whatever, it's all expensive paid. But the caveat is you don't own it, or at least not in the in the eyes of the banks and the rest of the society. You don't own it because it is on Aboriginal sovereign land, which is in technicality its own sovereign nation. So if you go to a bank and you say, I have this house, I live in this house, I've been there for 20 years, I've fixed it, I've taken care of it, I want to buy a house in a different city that is not sovereign native land the all the time and money that you've spent into your house none of that equity counts for the future it's like you have nothing on the balance sheet because if that bank cannot collect on your mortgage they cannot then collect on the collateral of the house you've lived in so you're basically starting from scratch as like a first-time homebuyer with no equity so the system of quote-unquote equality that's been built has also excluded people that benefit from this program from participating in society in other places and other ways. And there's no way to close that loophole or um, bridge that gap. What they could simply do is that exact program I described of like, every payment you make goes to equity and we can give you that in cash to go buy another property or, or whatever. Like there's a bunch of things that could be used to so, resolve it, but they just don't because I, there's no benefit. Well, they don't care. Government doesn't give. No, a shit. they don't give a fuck. Be, what I, they want is they want to pay lip service. Yeah, they, they like, want to get on, voted. They we're on treaty again. one land and blah yeah. blah blah. Well, and but they're the, not going to fucking fix a damn thing. I, I yeah, I said this the other day. Like the Jagmeet Singh, who's our f- far left in quotations again politician, he'll get up on stage and give a land acknowledgement. Oh, we're on treaty one land. We're on stolen native land. You know, as his government. Horton Norton what's the premier of BC I don't care whatever he's an NDP he's sending militarized police to break up what's a Watson protesters RCMP via helicopter with SWAT weapons but he'll give a land acknowledgement before he does it yeah he's like I'm gonna acknowledge we're on treaty land but also get the fuck off well and 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 that's something I want like I I, I want to get into like charity work and stuff and it's so hard to find Not a for balance. paramilitary uh, squad. Yeah, literally, but it's like it's so hard to find a balance between just wasting money and actually helping people. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I don't consider myself a leftist, and I don't think just funding broken systems and throwing money into systems. Like I saw an op-ed today that was like. The healthcare system is objectively bad, broken, and the NDP just want to make dental care just like that. Yeah. Right? And it's like, you can't just throw more money into a broken system. But also, extremely wealthy capitalists like Bill Gates, for example, go and create this own ecosystem of non, not, uh, like NGOs, non-governmental organizations, non-profits that go to presumably fix these problems outside of the government's control and they do a much worse job because the dumb fuck yeah 
super privileged white guy doesn't understand somehow doesn't understand the nuances. Yeah, the of, the of, example I always think like, of is Bill Gates sent malaria nets to prevent malaria from mosquitoes. Yeah, and the village used them to fish, and it killed all of them because right. it poisoned the fish. It's like you cannot get more disconnected than a billionaire doing charity. I agree. I agree. So well, I think that's part of it is like you need to find people on the ground that'll But you... they don't because they think they know fucking better. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's like a self-censor it's so hard. It's like... a self-censorship program or issue where the billionaire says, I want to achieve this and do it this way because I think this is the problem and this is how we fix it. And everyone else will quickly move their pieces on the board to, to suit what the billionaire is saying so they get the funding. Have you ever seen... And then they uh, do the shit wrong because that's the way that they're supposed to do it. This is going to be a tangent and then we'll get into our last... We're way over time, but... That's okay. Sometimes me and Tyler just need a, <laughs> need a second. I need um, a second. I need a fucking... This week. is going to be a tangent, but it'll come back to this. Just bear with me. Have you ever seen the movie Brewster's Millions? No. Okay, so it's a movie where... I haven't seen it in a while, so bear with me. His dad or something dies and in the will leaves him like a billion dollars but the deal is he has to spend like five this is like the in the 80s or 90s movie so it's like the numbers are weird but it's like he has to spend five million dollars in a week or else right he can't get the rest of the money yeah but and part of the deal was like he can't tell anybody that he what he's doing and he can't make any like uh lat he can't like buy a plane he can't buy anything that he like has he has to just waste it yeah and the idea was like the dad or whatever was trying to give him like a perspective on wasting money right before he like inherits all this money right so you gotta go out of your way to blow it so hmm. what I was kind of thinking it's like I plan on being rich and that's not me being like a Instagram. Like I'm going to be a rich, like I'm, I just, I, I think the skills that I have work in capitalism and what I've created so far in the last, you know, in my adult life, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be rich. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and I'm not going to be like Elon Musk rich. Well, maybe I will, (laughs) but like I'm going to be worth tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Almost assuredly, Same. because I just take the money I make from this and invest in index funds and I'm doing pretty fucking well. Yeah. Like multitudes greater than Trump. Yeah. So I'm going to have money. So I think a lot about like, cause I don't come from money at all. My parents are both uh, middle school teachers. So I don't come from like a, I come from a, you know, middle class. Obviously, I never had to really struggle growing up, but I, I don't come from like, you want a Mercedes on your 16th birthday? Like, you know, like shit. Like, I don't come from that, right? But I always thought about like, how would I, because they say wealth skips a generation because your kids grow up spoiled. Mm-hmm. And I always thought about like, if I wanted to have kids, how would I make it so they're not spoiled? Well, and to I, be fair, the wealth would land on your children, not on you. And I read this story one time about someone who was worth hundreds of millions of dollars and their kids never knew Hmm. because he had a, um, 
apart. He rented like a two bedroom apartment in like a shitty part of town with his kids and just lived there with them. And then he was like, Oh yeah, sorry. Got it. Like I got to go work and would go to his mansion and run his like hundred million dollar investment company. And he didn't, they, the kids didn't find out till they were like 16 that he was that they were actually worth $500 million. Yeah. Cause they lived in this shitty, shitty apartment, shitty part of town. He drove a shitty car to his mansion to get his Lamborghini. Right. And like, they went to a public school and all this. Right. And he was like, I wanted to teach you to value that. We're just, everyone's a fucking person and to value money. And I read that and I'm like, Hmm. So, which is interesting because most people try to earn a lot of money to give their kids a luxurious lifestyle. Well, that's what I want to do. I think, but I don't know, but I also don't know if I want to have kids or not. Okay. Fair. But one of the things that I was, thinking about well i have you here alone well tyler's in the bathroom uh drink wilden wildberry hard iced tea it's our newest product it's a collaboration shrugging dr beverage company makes it but it's wilden media group that uh markets it you don't know wild meeting group what do you live under a rock look up winnipeg wilden w-i-n-n-i-p-e-g w-i-l D-I-N, Wilden, on Instagram, and you can look at them. They're pretty cool. They post memes. They're a meme page. They make a lot of memes. Um, so buy our collaboration, Winnipeg Wilden Hard Ice Tea. You can buy it at shrug.com, S-H-R-U-G-D-O-C.com, and look up Winnipeg Wilden on Instagram. Thank you. So um, sending your kids to public school. So I don't know if I want to have kids or not. Same. But no, I'm going to, but I doubt it all the time. But I don't, I always think about it because that's like part of me is like wanting to build generational wealth, right? Like, why am I working so hard? But why put them through this? Sure. But here's something I thought of after watching Brewster's Millions was kind of the opposite. Set up a trust, right? Mm hmm. A trust is like you put in money that you're for your kid that, that you can't touch, but also your kid can't touch until they're a certain age or a certain condition. Is it's met. held by a neutral third party. Yeah. Like a banker or a lawyer or whatever. Usually a lawyer. So say I, I have a trust of $100 million yeah. for the kid. And the condition is they have to profit gross net profit $1 million. Yeah. On a business that they run before they can touch it. Came up with this a long time ago mm-hmm. when I was like 19 after I watched that movie. I was just thinking about it in bed. I was like, this is. Yeah. So it was like, make a business to a million dollars. Then you unlock our family wealth. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, it dramatically depends on what your stature is when you die. Because potentially your kid could start a million-dollar business like Nancy Pelosi's kid. On my name. Who makes a million dollars just on her name. Yeah. With no credit to his own. <sighs> Maybe I'm not dead? Yeah, th- that's the thing about a trust. You don't have to be dead. Yeah, maybe I'm not dead. M- maybe I don't have a trust. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, I'll give you $100 million if you make a million dollars. Yeah. 
but that's what well, I was thinking. I think I think the I think the uh, policy on your trust or the will or whatever has very little to do with it because wills don't really are not really contrary to popular belief. You don't sit in a fucking lawyer's office and read the will out loud. Yeah, that's not how that works. Also, if someone cuts you out of your will and their family. Uh, 90% of the time, the court's like, no, fuck off. They can't just cut you out of the will. So fun fact, um, my mother uh, texted me yesterday and said that her parents have decided to not cut her out of their will. But they were going to before? Yeah, because uh, apparently it is not very uh, godly to <laughs> okay. uh, blackmail your children with money for better um, behavior. You can't really cut people out of your will in America too which is funny country. because they they've used this as blackmail since she was 14 yeah but it doesn't like because if you cut them out of your will they're still your next of kin yeah it, that's not how that works yeah it's which, like these which is funny because they have no billion, idea that's these real. billionaires that will like and to be fair give all their money to their cat yeah and not their son the court will be like no you get the money like yeah. that's not how the, your last will and testament isn't like law isn't the last word it's not law. Yeah. This is what you... I can say what... It, I can, like, kill this guy in my last will and tenant. They're not, they're not going to be like, oh, well, he said it. It's contract law. It's, it's not... not and no, and they didn't sign the contract. Like, yeah. no, that's it, not how that works. Like, it's a... That's a big misconception. I had this fucking argument so many times. It's not how that works. Yeah. So, fun fact. Um... Cleanliness is next to godliness. True. Next you, to godliness is tip of the week. Yeah, we got to finish this up. We're already at almost two hours. So this last segment of the podcast we call tip of the morning, where Tyler and I give you business or life advice that we are currently going through in business. My, I have one. Okay. It's going to go back to the first story that was been on my mind all day where my friend was like trying to plan running a business, right? Yeah. And... This might be irresponsible advice. But I'm here I, for it. I'm pretty sure I might have to think on this longer, but I'm pretty sure I'm just take a month off of work, quit if you have to, <laughs> and just do the business for a month. Yeah. And just you'll probably find out pretty quickly if it's working or not. Not, or, or work, you your, know, here's the thing, or, not even or dedicate 25 hours a week after work slash weekends to do it. That's enough. 25 hours is more than most people put in. Not even that it's not working in like a month, but that you don't like it. Yeah. You can't not, not even that you don't like it. I keep changing my mind, but like not even that you can't live that lifestyle. Yeah. Right. And I think most medium to large size jobs will would give you a month off if you ask. If you're like, hey, I need to schedule this in advance. I need to take December to January off or whatever your business, you know, whatever. The slow, give me a month in the fucking slow season. I need it off. Book somebody else. Yeah. And most places will fucking do that. If and they'll do fucking 12 months for maternity, they'll do fucking... Well, I mean, if it's America, they do two weeks. But okay, well, America's fucked. But um, like, so by the end of this thing, I'm gonna jump on that. If you think 
in your mind, in your gut, in your soul, you say, you know what, that was fucked. I need to go back to my job. Do it. You've learned a lot. Yeah. If at the end of that month, you're like, my job is fucked. I need to stick to this. Do that. And that's my tip. Thanks, Tyler, for it's summing nice, it up. It's a nice tip. Um, I think my tip is... I think giving tough love to people is really fantastic because I think a lot of the success of the business that I am currently in partnership running is like not giving people everything that they want, but giving them what they like actually have asked for, which in a lot of cases is not the same thing. Like people will want something. They think they want something, but what they need or what they've asked for is something else entirely. You can't always get what you want. True. Even if you're rich. So I did a walkthrough, like a final walkthrough of one of the biggest projects we've ever done. It was a quarter million dollars plus of tile. Rationalize that in your mind. How big this fucking project was. And I had to walk through with this person and a project manager, whatever the general contractor, and talk to them about the actual results versus the expectations. And there was a big deficit in a lot of areas because, for one, the homeowner hadn't even seen like samples of products that they bought, that they paid for, and were installed in their home, which is like really tough to reconcile. It's like, oh, well, you paid for this thing that's super eclectic and weird, and now it's got a weird result, but you're not happy with that? You want something that's not weird? But, well, you bought something weird. I don't know what to tell you. And it was like, it was a lot of that kind of back and forth of justifying something that didn't really need justifying to this person. And it, it, it was kind of like a microcosm of like what it's like to run a business especially in this day and age where you're nobody's doing anything unique or critical. Like, like you're not, some of us are, well, very few, like Willows is not providing the idea of wine. Sure. You're not providing the concept of alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. No one makes wine in this province except me. Yeah. But For the record, but you're not the only person that sells wine. In have I province. ever, have I ever thought of, Hey, have you ever thought of, having old grapes <laughs> yeah literally have you ever thought about the idea of old grapes have you ever thought like, of the idea of old grapes there is nothing really new no and in order to defend yeah, building a house which is what you do is not exactly a new idea either. but doing it in this particular way with this assortment of materials might be new or different because it's like their needs their expectations their uh, their vision may not match what the designer spec'd, which is what the builder ordered, which is what I provided. And I provided it at the highest possible level of quality, but if the initial product is not what you asked for, even if it's the best there is, it may not be enough. So, I don't know. I kind of went through this experience of... Um, while I may have done this as good as it possibly could have been, it's still not to your requirements. I had to stand there and tell this guy, and I'm like, what you want is wrong. And what you actually wanted was this, and we actually provided it for you. So therefore, we don't have to spend a bunch of money rectifying the situation because we're not fucking wrong. It was, it was a lot of finessing, but 
what I find really, really gets through to people and what I kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast is be very, very qualified, <laughs> I guess would Just be the get right better. word. Just, get Just be better. really good at what you do. Be really well informed <laughs> and understand what you provide in a deep, deep and intimate way, even if it seems innocuous. Because when that person questions what you've just provided them, what, what they've just paid for, and they say, you know what, this isn't, and this comes back to kind of what you talked about recently, is someone buys a wine and says, I don't like it, I want my money back. I had the same situation. But yeah, this was with If a there's 40, a quality th- issue, I'll get, return it, but if you don't like it, fuck off. Right. You bought a wine you didn't like. So this is a $40,000 floor this guy installed in his pool house. That they're saying you did bad. No, they're saying they don't like. And that you should refund it. No, they're saying we should fix it. Okay. Which is kind of unfixable kind of by its nature because it's... You just have to do it again. It's an imperfect natural product. And it's like, I can't... I I literally can't fix it. It's like, oh, I installed rocks on your yard and the rocks hurt your feet. It's (laughs) like, can you make the rocks not hurt my feet? It's like, well, uh, no, sir. Not really. (laughs) That's the nature of rocks. Yeah. I'm sorry, sir, but rocks are hard. It was like... It was that level of conversation. Rocks are hard? As I am, yes. Um... It was that level of conversation, but it's my explanation of like how much we slaved over making this thing perfect. The the contrast of like how other people usually do this and the fact that what you have is what you get and it's like repairing it is not worth it. It's like you just need to learn to like it because what you think you want is not there. But what you do have is something that other people want and here's why you should want it. And like that whole kind of conversation also balancing with I'm not an asshole and telling you that you don't know what you want in your own damn house was really difficult and like I kind of overstepped a little bit I don't really have the level of finesse that I used to have doing sales because I don't do it every day but yeah it was a really like my adrenaline was pumping by the end of this meeting because I was like oh fuck like the stakes are really high on this conversation but the homeowner kind of came around he's like most people are empathetic to other people that are honest and are experts and if you can kind of go over someone's problem in a way that they haven't looked at it before if you explain something in a way that is more coherent than the way that they understand their problem it makes it go away like yeah i don't know it's the stakes are really really fucking high with a lot of these contracts and a lot of business and if you don't understand why you do what you do, like back to the farmer's markets, if you don't understand what the entire goddamn point of a farmer's market is, you're going to fail. And when someone pushes you, if you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing and you're doing it for those reasons, you're going to get knocked the fuck over. You're going to suffer because you're just an imposter and people are going to punish you for it. They'll be able to identify it. And Willows is an imposter because he is drinking lime juice. Um, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Thank you for listening to Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we debate business topics, both sober and drunk. Um, you can find us, Alcohol Beyond This Point, uh, on Instagram, Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast on Facebook. Um Alcohol, it's link tree. Alcohol beyond this point. I think if it, I don't know if you Google it, it'll come up. Maybe try Google alcohol beyond this point. Google it. See if it comes up. Um, yeah. Willows, Tyler. I don't know. Whatever. Right.
He's texting. He's not even fucking listening to me anymore. I'm texting while listening to you. Okay. Bye. Sheesh. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.